Hi, everyone. This is Carolyn from Second Serve. Who is excited about the French Open? The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris, and you can watch every court live on Tennis Channel Plus. You can watch it on your phone or smart TV live in HD. So you can watch it at work or while you're waiting in your kid's carpool line. Live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. You can be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. Hi, this is Carolyn, and I'm here with Aaron, and this is part two of our episode with Kenny, who is the 4.0 18-plus singles national champion. In part one, he gave a lot of great tips on how to succeed in every match and also told us his really interesting story about winning a cheese rolling competition. So if you haven't listened to part one, we hope you go back and listen, but here is part two. Okay, let's talk about number four. Uh, it's scouting and reading your opponents beforehand, warm up and match. Yeah. So obviously there's a lot of um, platforms that you can kind of, you know, do your research and check. Um, UTR is a big one that I use universal tennis rating. Um, when you're playing tournaments, you, and even locally or somewhere else, you can ask other players and even like, maybe you played an opponent like in a, in your division or your draw that you're probably not going to play them again. And you can ask players for insight. And if you're friendly, um, that's how I use that nationals. I'd say, you know, give me a little bit. What does that guy do? Well, what is it? And, and a lot of people are, you know, they're willing to open up and tell you about your next opponent. And, um, so a lot of players, you know, post videos of themselves on YouTube, especially, you know, higher, higher level players. And then, you know, swing vision, if you can find them on swing vision, obviously you're going to see almost all the stats that you could imagine. That's really smart. Gosh, I didn't think of any of this stuff before. I never would have thought to swing vision. I never would have thought to look there, but that's a great point. Right. Yeah, because swing vision, I mean, you're going to see like, you know, pretty much you can see everything and you can break it down. And so that that's a the really play, cool thing to check out. And then so for warm up, um, during warm up, I'm using that to get myself ready, but I'm also using that to check out my opponent, um, see how they move, check how to handle their spin, see how they handle short balls, see how they handle overheads. And then I'm big, especially with playing doubles, but even in singles of practicing returning serves. Now I don't have to whack them. Sometimes I'll just hit it back to them. And I, I know some people kind of are annoyed by that, but it's also my warm up. So I, I like to return serves just as much actually as I you know, practice serves in the warm up. That's smart. So again, with the match, take a break after this set. I know you guys have talked about that before. Um, you know, think about what you're doing well, think about what you're not doing well, think about what your opponent, and then we are our best critics and like mm -hmm. we don't have coaches like we're not fortunate just typically to have coaches on court with us but we know like if we had a coach what would our coach say and if we're playing doubles like i like to i say hey ask my partner like just to make sure we're on the right page like okay what am i doing or what do we need to do better mm -hmm. yeah that was fantastic okay for number five we've got handling multiple matches and downtime physically mentally emotionally can you talk about that in tournaments, you're going to be playing multiple matches per day. And like, so in, in my experience, you know, playing these fast four, if you're playing doubles and singles, you could play between three and six matches per day, which that is a lot to deal with. And for me, the hardest thing was just kind of mentally and emotionally decompressing after a match. Cause it's, you're just like, it was like back to back to back and you didn't have time just to like, you know, you lose or you play a really tight match and you got to get ready right away for the next mm -hmm. match. 
So after matches, when I have time, I certainly like to take my shoes off, walk around in sandals. Um, I'm big on changing clothes, whether the match went well or not. And then, you know, at nationals, it was so hot. So I was, you know, literally taking a shower between matches sometimes, even when I had like, you know, 30 minutes or an hour. As far as the emotional aspect, you got to move past those those tough emotional matches and, you know, mm-hmm. forget about those mistakes, forget about those bad points. And I like a quote here. I use this a lot and it's, it goes, accept what is, let go of what was and have faith in what will be. And it comes from the author, uh, Sonia Riccati. That's great. That's great. So number six is playing your best tennis, mental strengths, adjustments, pressure. And you've got three of three written down here. I want to know what that is, but talk about all of those. Yeah. So mental is obviously, um, you know, really figuring out your greatest strengths and, you know, tell themselves, tell yourself them and talk about them, you know, before you're playing, especially like when, when self-doubt creeps in and you're like, oh man, I suck. Or like, oh, I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, it's not going right. Right. So when, when self-doubt creeps in my head, I like to go to my words and like to kick in. And I think I mentioned those, but I, you know, I say, I got this grind, fight, win. And, um, it just gets me a little more pumped up and a little more motivated to play. And, um, you, you really have to understand what gets you excited and fired up. And, um, for me, like when I had a chance to play on center court at nationals, um, that was added pressure. And I like that. Like I was just going to run a little bit harder. I was going to swing a little bit faster and just play a little bit bigger. And also I like to record um, my matches. I use swing vision and just simply recording matches or even having people watch there that like I typically don't know I just I feed off of that and I play a little bit better and a little bit bigger so it's just can you develop that that positive relationship with pressure and use it as a tool for you yes I agree with that and then another point of that was um strengths like you know write down your strengths figure out you know really what those I think we all know them but just simply writing them down like for me, my strengths are I'm very fast, I'm physical, I fight every point, and I typically play, you know, big points well. Um, I have weaknesses also, so I try to, you know, stay away from those. And then as far as making adjustments, like you got to recognize in a match, you know, if everything's going right, it's you, you don't have to think about a lot, and that's how you should be playing. But when things aren't going right, you know, you got to make those adjustments and really figure out. And that's why, like, especially after maybe you played a bad set, um, take a break. Uh, I think you guys have talked about it. Like go to the bathroom, you know, whatever you need to do, take just a moment to yourself, go fill up your water bottle somewhere, you know, do something just to like kind of reset and come back out there. If you can, you know, develop that positive relationship with pressure and use that as a tool to perform at your best. And that's what you see, you know, the biggest players doing. So I have a crazy stat for you or maybe a, a like a pop quiz what according to this study how many points should be, you be striving to win in a match I'm I'm raising my hand nobody can see it um you have to win at least 51 51% <laughs> that's what I'm going with that's <laughs> but I don't know good. are you asking actual points yeah a percent a percentage percentage oh 52 I'm going with 52 yeah so we're taking pro tennis and your goal really should be 52%. So if yes. you're winning 52%, you're losing 48%. So you got to be mentally prepared to handle that. And they talk about this study of they took the greats um, in singles, Nadal, Federer, and Djokovic. Those are the only players. They're all at like 54. Those are the only players throughout 
history that they've found that win more than 52% of their points overall. Isn't that crazy? If you look at stats um, across all of tennis, the most common rally length is crazy. It's it's one shot. And yeah. the second most common, common rally length is three shots. So like 70% of all points across all tennis, even pros and recreational tennis, is um, 70% of points will be played between zero and four shots or one and four shots. So to me, it's big understanding that and practicing that because, you know, a lot of people will go out and practice like these huge long rallies and that makes up such a small percentage of, of the actual game. And then the final thing I have to add about that is um, the three of three rule. If you win three of three of these, you're probably going to win the match. Even if you just win two of these, you're still probably going to win the match. So number one is your before the match preparation, your scouting, your strategy, your warm up, and your focus. That's number one. Those are something, all those things you can easily control. Number two is your on-court time, playing your points, playing those key points, winning those break points, saving those break points, and again, comes back to winning 52% of your points. And then the final thing is three, and that's the time between points. And if you really think about it, there's probably more time between points than there actually is playing points. Playing. So the time between points is it's the mental battle with yourself. It's the self-doubt. It's overcoming pressure, challenges, making adjustments. A lot of people kind of explain it as those 20 to 30 seconds between each point, And that makes up a huge part, probably the biggest part of a match. Agreed. I have a lot of work to do, Aaron. I know. <laughs> we both do. <laughs> Kenny's going to be our new uh, our new guy we're going to call. <laughs> yeah, reach out anytime. I love that, though. Okay, number seven, post-match, opponents, cool down, physio, notes, match review. Can you talk about that? Yeah, so I'm a big um, proponent of, you know, you got to win and lose um, graciously and respectfully. Um, again, not all of your opponents are going to be your best friends. We, we've certainly ran into those people that we don't want to talk to ever again, right? Mm-hmm. But when you're playing a local league or a regional tournament, even a national, you know, the tennis community is not that big. You're going to see these people again, almost 100% their chance you're going to see these people yes. again. So when I win or lose a match, I really do try to be the same person, whether I win or lose. And I really believe, you know, that's the way it should be. And I'm sure that you guys can tell me a million examples of people mm-hmm. not acting that way. But I said, <laughs> most of us are here to compete, win and have fun. And we're not, you know, we're not playing, we're not professional players. We're not playing for big money. We're not playing for millions of dollars and huge endorsements. So again, it's, it's just important to handle that, you know, with, with have fun and show good sportsmanship in my opinion. 100%. And then as far as like a cool down, this is something I've kind of recently incorporated because, you know, I, I, I didn't really want to do it after I was like, oh, it's fine. I don't need to do this. But, you know, in, in most recent time, you know, having a few injuries and then, you know, playing tons of matches, you know, multiple matches in a day, I really found that it was more important. So after a match for a cool down, I like to do like a light jog, five minute jog um, or like when I play at the court near my house, I live really close to the courts. So I do like a 10 minute easy bike ride home. And I also use that as like a warm up. And then, you know, if I'm feeling soreness, I certainly add some light stretching, um, icing, 
um, any aches. And then especially in tournaments um, and hot weather, and I'm sure you guys have experienced this, but, you know, making sure those feet and those fingers watching for those hot spots because it is, it's tough to play if you have, you know, blisters and, and all those kind of things. I used to come home from matches, um, from singles matches mostly with really, if I had really sore legs, if I played during the day, but I still had to come home and work, I would fill up a trash can, like a big rubber trash can with ice and cold water. And I would stick my legs in it under my desk and I would soak my legs. Really? It was so, yeah, it was so helpful. I need to, I need to incorporate that again, but I used to do that all the time because my legs would be so sore from singles. Yeah, so my football background, we would sit in ice baths every day um, after practice, after summer camps, and uh, I, I totally feel like you're if you can get used to ice baths, um, you especially in soreness, you can reduce your soreness by you know a big maybe twenty five fifty percent. Another thing you got to do, Carolyn. Yeah, I know, no, another thing I have to do, but also, how do you guys motivate yourself to do that? I can't get in an ice bath, but I can put my legs in it. Honestly, like it, it's tough. You know, some people use like these special toe pads so your toes don't go numb because that's like the biggest thing, like your toes or your hands yeah. will go numb. But um, honestly, it's just it's mental. It's just like once you get used to it, like no one I think likes it originally. But once you get used to it, it's kind of like cold showers. I there's research kind of along the same things about taking ice cold showers. I hated that. Like my first 20 years of my life hated taking cold showers. Now I love taking cold showers, no matter what the weather is like. Listen, Carolyn, this is a man who be like, who did a cheese contest where he had to run down a hill really quickly. So he can take an ice bath. <laughs> yeah. Ice <laughs> he can handle not that anything. <laughs> <laughs> he can handle anything. Oh my goodness. So again, after the match, um, you know, I like to, you know, take some notes and especially, you know, we talked about that review swing vision. If you don't have swing vision, you're not recording it. You know, I still recommend that you maybe have someone record some for you, but if you can't definitely, you know, write some notes down, um, kind of review those things. And I said, I love swing vision because, you know, you can really deep dive into all the stats and analytics and see what you're doing well and not see the shots you are missing and making and, and really break it down. And then, yeah, if you can, you know, utilize and improve these things and, and all these steps, you know, I'm sure you're going to win more matches, have more success and kind of feel more comfortable and more in control and play better under pressure. And I like this kind of quote that I've kind of merged from others and say like tennis is a journey with highs, lows, and lessons to learn. But most of all, it's ex experiences to enjoy, share, and remember. I love that. I love that. We really appreciate Kenny being on the podcast. Kenny mentioned that he reviews his matches using Swing Vision, and we have an affiliate link and discount code for Swing Vision in our show notes and on our website, which is secondservepodcast.com. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you on the court soon. Hey, Second Serve listeners, this is Erin. Carolyn and I are so excited that the second slam of the year is happening this month. The biggest names in tennis are coming to Paris for the French Open, and Tennis Channel Plus is the place to watch it. Tennis Channel Plus brings you courtside with three weeks of unparalleled access, and they do this with every single court live. 
Watch on your phone, your smart TV in HD, or like I do, on my iPad while I'm sitting at my desk working all day. I love to flip around to different matches on Tennis Channel Plus to see my favorite players in action. Don't miss your favorite tennis legends battle a new generation of talent and watch exciting new rivalries emerge on the historic clay courts of Roland Garros. If Carolyn and I can't be in Paris in person, at least we can watch all the matches on Tennis Channel Plus. Daily coverage begins on Monday, May 20th. Be there when it happens with Tennis Channel Plus. I know I will be.